The United States is spearheading space explorations to extents we could never imagine before. NASA's Curiosity rover is the largest and most capable rover ever sent to Mars. It's about the size of a small SUV. The Mars Science Laboratory is located at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Pasadena, California, and is part of NASA's Mars Exploration Program, a long-term effort of robotic exploration of the Red Planet. Curiosity was designed to assess whether Mars ever had an environment able to support life. To find out, the rover carries the biggest, most advanced suite of instruments ever sent to the surface of Mars. The rover will analyze samples scooped from the soil and drilled from rocks. The record of the planet's climate and geology is essentially written in the rocks and soil, in their formation, structure, and chemical composition. The rover's onboard laboratory will study rocks, soils, and local geologic setting in order to detect chemical building blocks of life, for example, forms of carbon on Mars, and will assess what the Martian environment was like in the past. As technologically advanced as this project is, there are still times when anomalies happen. It's up to the engineers and scientists of NASA to solve critical problems with creative thinking and quick action. Sierra Flynn was on the engineering operations team of Curiosity at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. So on Curiosity, we've had a handful of memory issues on both onboard computers. It really scared us. The anomaly that I helped with happened on Sol 2172. This time it was on the backup onboard computer, which is really scary because it means now that there's a consistent issue with both onboard computers that have these memory anomalies. Um, basically what happened is our memory partition that houses data products um, so there are things like really high rate data or, you know, data coming off the instruments or things like that, where those things are saved. Um, that memory partition couldn't be mounted by the onboard computer. We saw this when we, we, you know, we got some data from the rover and saw that we weren't getting those data products and we weren't even getting our simple channelized telemetry that we were expecting. Um, so for that, what we had to do was make sure that we could get as much data as we could on that redundant backup onboard computer. And then basically when we couldn't solve it and we didn't really know what the issue was at the time, we had to swap to the other computer, which is the one that initially had the issues on Sol 200. Uh, so that was really scary, a scary decision to make, but we made it as a team after looking at this computer for couple weeks and determined that we had to make the swap. All parts of the rover affect the other parts, much like the human body. This anomaly was an issue in the rover's memory, which thus decalibrated where the rover thought the location of its robotic arm was. This miscalculation could cause serious damage to the rover if it's not very carefully navigated in order to recalibrate the actuator positions. Miss Flynn was on a team that specialized in the mechanical arm that held the drill, so her team was well-versed in the intricacy of how this specific anomaly would affect the operation of the robotic arm and how to avoid damaging other parts of the rover. Part of that process was um, configuring the onboard computer so that it knew where it was at. Um, 
So on the rover, there are lots of different mechanisms and actuators and motors. So you have the ones in the arm, you have the ones in the wheel, you have the ones in the high gain antenna that point at the earth and let us communicate. And basically the computer doesn't necessarily, it can't just look at that itself. It can't look at its motors and say, oh, I'm in this position. Um, it basically needs to have some knowledge of those motor positions like it needs to know where the arm is um, part of the reason why that's important is because um you know you have the remote sensing mast which is like the big mast on the rover with kind of the head with instruments on it and you have the robotic arm both of those things could collide with each other uh and normally the flight software will prevent that from happening but if it thinks the arm is somewhere else and it's not actually there then it could command the arm to move into the face and neck of the rover. So it's really important to fix those things. Another reason it's important is because our high gain antenna um, on the rover actually points at the Earth from Mars and tracks it in the sky as it moves. And that is what allows us to send up commands from the deep space network, our big 60 meter antennas on Earth. So. The rover needs to know where the position of that high gain antenna is as well. So my uh, responsibility during this anomaly was to create the sequences that commanded all of those actuator states back to the known states. So luckily we had all that data on the other computer. I just had to look at it and basically recreate the commands for the new computer. And so that's what I did. I basically put in the actuator states for all of the, you know, elbow joint, uh, shoulder joint, turret joint, wrist joint, all that stuff in the arm, the HGA, the wheels, um, all those things. Um, and uh, from there, basically, we had swapped to that other computer and we updated all of the position knowledge and actuators and states of things. And then we were able to work on that computer and actually um, kind of diagnose the other computer and uh, eventually go back to taking science and, you know, doing what we were meant to do, looking at Mars, taking pictures and drilling into the Martian Earth and things like that. So overall, it was a success and our team learned a lot about it, learned a lot about our computer's memory problems and, you know, the most important thing is for the next mission, Mars 2020, now we know, um, Mars 2020 is using the same onboard computers, so we know that these computers are vulnerable and we're able kind of with our anomaly diagnostics um, and solutions to help that the, that mission and other future Martian missions and rover missions in general to um, prevent and fix memory problems like that. Next for NASA is the 2020 Mars rover known as Perseverance. It is based on the Mars Science Laboratory's Curiosity rover configuration. This mission takes the next step by not only seeking signs of habitable conditions on Mars in the ancient past, but also searching for signs of past microbial life itself. The Perseverance rover introduces a drill that can collect core samples of the most promising rocks and soils and set them aside in a cache on the surface of Mars. A future mission could potentially return these samples to Earth. That would help scientists study the samples in laboratories with special room-sized equipment that would be too large to take to Mars. The mission also provides opportunities to gather knowledge and demonstrate technologies that address the challenges of future human expeditions to Mars. 
These include testing a method for producing oxygen from the Martian atmosphere, identifying other resources such as subsurface water, improving landing techniques, and characterizing weather, dust, and other potential environmental conditions that could affect future astronauts living and working on Mars. The mission is timed for a launch opportunity in July of 2020, when Earth and Mars are in good positions relative to each other for landing on Mars. That is, it takes less power to travel to Mars at this time compared to other times when Earth and Mars are in different positions in their orbits. To keep mission costs and risks as low as possible, the Mars 2020 design is based on NASA's successful Mars Science Laboratory mission architecture, including its Curiosity rover and proven landing system. Learn more about the Mars Exploration Program at mars.nasa.gov. Music by Kevin McLeod. Song title, Arpent. Song retrieved from freepd.com. Special thanks to Sierra Flynn. What is the bigger picture here? And step back and look at this giant question that humanity has looming over their heads, which is, you know, what else is out there? Why are we here? Is there life outside of Earth? Is there life on other planets? And every time I think about that, it, it just brings me back and makes me realize like this is what I was meant to do.